Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of A Push and History. Today with your host David Aderbogen. In this podcast, we will be discussing the Kingdom of Matthias, going in depth into Robert Matthews, aka Prophet Matthias, aka Jesus Matthias, aka Joshua the Jewish Minister. Anyways, let's begin with some background on Prophet Matthias's life. Robert Matthews, who will be referred to as the Prophet Matthias in this podcast, was born in Cambridge, New York, in 1788. Tragically, Matthias's parents died when he was only seven years old, and he was raised by elders of the Evangelical Church. From a young age, Matthias was exposed to many different religious perspectives. Matthias began his early career as a carpenter and a merchant, but he eventually moved into religious teachings. Later, he moved to New York City where he preached in the streets and gathered ideas from several different branches of religion, such as the African Methodist Church and the views of Mordecai, Manuel Noah, who was a religious leader who planned to set up refuge for Jewish Americans. All these different contrasting religious views um, all catered to Matthias's radical ideas. In 1830, Matthias officially changed his name to his first of many Elias, Prophet Matthias, which he took after Jesus' apostle Matthias. With his new names and strong beliefs, Matthias then preached to the southeast, believing that he was the Almighty God reincarnated. Throughout Matthias' career, he preached against women and Christian rule. His cult gained following from lower classes of society, such as minorities, slaves, and women. Two noteworthy figures in his cult were Elijah Pearson and Ben Folger, whose conflictions with Matthias exposed a deeper meaning behind his religious philosophy. Elijah Pearson is one of the significant followers and disciples of Prophet Matthias' cult. Uh, Pearson was a Presbyterian, but later became involved in the evangelical religion. While working as a missionary, he met his wife, Sarah Stanford, and their marriage was where things started to get a little crazy. So Pearson was first introduced into the idea of ultra-conservative religion when Sarah began attending services by Francis Folger, who preached against luxurious homes, diets, and clothing. Later, however, Elijah applied to become a Baptist preacher, but when he was denied this job, he began an independent church in which he and Sarah started a refuge for prostitutes of the infamous Five Points. He began to pray to God and claimed audibly, and and claimed God audibly spoke back. So Elijah Pearson was never really seen as one who would ever join uh, Prophet Matthias' cult. But after eight years of happy marriage with Sarah, uh, Elijah's wife, she had died, and this caused Elijah to go absolutely insane. He became a man of mystery. He became Elijah the Tishbite. He was so deranged about his faith that he attempted to raise his wife from the dead. And this is where Prophet Matthias really stepped into the picture. The fact that Elijah lost his view on uh, his faith and religion prepared the onset of Prophet Matthias' influence on him. So, Elijah ended up joining the cult, and after participating in several years with uh, Matthias' cult, Elijah unfortunately dies. Who really performed this killing? We don't know, but Elijah's servant, Sojourner Truth, and cult leader Prophet Matthias were accused of killing Elijah with food poisoning. These charges were dropped on both these figures due to not enough evidence but Matthias was forced to move west away from the drama circulating around his name. 
Uh, we briefly mentioned a new character in this narrative who goes by the name of Sojourner Truth. Now, really, who was this woman and why is she so significant? So Sojourner Truth, formerly known as Isabella Van Wagenen, was a housekeeper for Elijah Pearson. She met the so-called Almighty God reincarnated and was influenced by his cult and practices. So because um, Sojourner Truth was Elijah Pearson's servant, she had uh, met Prophet Matthias at the same time Elijah had. And she saw the impact and following that Prophet Matthias was really starting to gain throughout her community and throughout like America. And this really motivated her to create her own movement, but for abolishment of slavery and women's rights. She wrote a speech titled, Ain't I a Woman, which delves deeper into her motives and goals for women's rights and equality. Um, another really important disciple in Matthias's cult was Benjamin Folger. Folger was a loyal disciple who provided Matthias with luxurious items such as furniture and property. Matthias, however, was cunning as in fact he deceived Benjamin Folger to the point where Folger ended up losing a lot of property and money. So this was a, also a deciding factor that led to Matthias's trial for the murder of Elijah. So Elijah, uh, Matthias was accused of taking and stealing Elijah's money just as he was uh, accused of taking property and money rightfully owned by Benjamin Folger. Unsurprisingly, again, there's very little and circumstantial evidence. The judge dropped all of his charges, deeming Matthias not guilty. So later on, um, Folger and Matthias' relationship really starts to get a little rough. So Prophet Matthias preached about spiritual connections between certain men and women known as spirit truth and he used this message to force Ben Folger to marry to divorce his wife so that Matthias could marry her and prophet Matthias then used his daughter Isabella um, she was named Isabella Matthias not the same as Isabella Van Wagen who was Sojourner Truth but anyway Isabella Matthias uh, prophet Matthias's daughter was used as a wife to Ben Folger and Prophet Matthias claimed that they were spiritually destined for each other, when really this was just an excuse um, for Matthias to marry Ben Folger's wife, who was the love of his life. Isabella obviously was opposed to this, and she wanted to divorce Ben. She didn't love him. Um, she was just forced into this marriage, and Matthias would never really stand for this. So Matthias beat her and assaulted her, which unsurprisingly got him in jail again. And you can really start to see how his cult formed that image of a scandalous coalition. Anyways, now let's take a turn and talk about some of Matthias's religious ideas and the main reason we know who he is today. For starters, Matthias's religion, religious views began during the Second Great Awakening. Uh, this Great Awakening basically proposed for humans to become closer and more committed to God in their everyday lives. The First Great Awakening was more of a counter-movement to the Enlightenment, and the second was due to the early stages of the development of America, specifically dealing with westward expansion. Since Matthias's cult came around the time of the Second Great Awakening, this is the reason for uh, his significant following he received, as people were really going through a religious revival.
Matthias had a strict view on religion, as we mentioned earlier, and for, this was a favorable view at the time. A short book written by Paul Johnson and Sean Willits, The Kingdom of Matthias, describes the people in Matthias's cult as poor men who were rooted in the 18th century. As mentioned in the short book, Matthias's strict upbringing in the Presbyterian Church taught him, end quote, to live in an anxious world where humankind was innately corrupt and where the thunderclaps of the Hudson Valley sprang from the mouth of the Lord. This strict religious childhood Matthias had gave way to his cult um, with many restrictions to everyday luxuries. One of the main points of the cult was that Matthias believed he was Almighty God reincarnated. He believed that the spirits of the sea saints would possess the bodies of normal people. And Matthias believed that this process, that this would begin the process of salvation in heaven. And he claimed that him, Benjamin Folger, and Elijah Pearson were the first to be possessed by these um, spirits. And they would be the first to be able to go to heaven and be purit puritized by salvation. One of the important characteristics of this cult was the mistreatment and cruelty towards women. The cult was reported to have many accounts of sexual assault and the belief of inferior, inferiority of women which they preached throughout. Uh, this, ref this reflects Matthias' strict uh, religious background. He also made claims about a great flood that God had told him about that would wipe out all the corrupt people of the earth, similar to the story of Noah's Ark. And this attracted uh, even more people to join Matthias' cult, as obviously they didn't want to be wiped from the earth. Matthias also wanted a society free from all forms of trade, market, social classes, or economy. So he really rejected all ideas of the market revolution um, going on at the time. He saw the Matthias saw the opportunities of westward expansion to spread his religions, uh, religious ideas, and cults. Due to Matthias's criminal history, the whole purpose behind this cult uh, was really seen as a crime ring. And this would, this really explains the high amounts of sexual assault and abuse towards women that occurred. Matthias had countless, countless accusations and arrests. Uh, he was accused and arrested of fighting while he lived in New York, and even once for disrupting a church mass. These past events would provide reason to believe that his cult was a haven for crime and anarchy. After being released for prison from assault, for, for assault, he took the name of Joshua the Jewish minister so he could visit Ohio without being arrested. He visited Ohio to meet Joseph Smith, the leader of the Mormons, and you would really think that these two would get along um, well due to their radical religious ideas, but they ended up accusing each other of being possessed by the devil. So Prophet Matthias and Joseph Smith are almost identical in the sense that they both used the westward expansion to spread their radical religious ideas. And this conversation between um, that Prophet Matthias had with Joseph Smith could have really taken a different turn and impacted history in many ways, because if Joseph Smith and Prophet Matthias were to agree, uh, Mormon history, Mormon ideals would have been very different as we know it today. So that concludes the brief history of Prophet Matthias and the Kingdom of Matthias. We would like to thank the writers of the script, myself, Graham, and Josh.
the researchers who were again myself, Graham, and Josh, and finally our producer, Josh, aka Jay-Z. Uh, thank you for listening and have a great day.